Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration. Music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker and Brad Braley. The Voice of Prophecy speaker is H.M.S. Richards. Oh, you better mind, you better mind, you got to give an account in the judgment, you better mind, you better mind. Oh, you better mind, you better mind, you better mind, you got to give an account in the judgment, you better mind, you better mind. Oh, you better mind how you talk, you better mind what you're talking about. You got to give an account in the judgment, you better mind. Oh, you better mind how you think, you better mind what you're thinking about. You got to give an account in the judgment, you better mind. Oh, you better mind, you better mind, you better mind. You got to give an account in the judgment, you better mind, you better mind. You better mind how you preach. You better mind what you're preaching about. You got to give an account in the judgment. You better mind. Oh, you better mind how you sing. You better mind what you're singing about. You got to give an account in the judgment. You better mind. Oh, you better mind. You better mind. You better mind. You got to give an account in the judgment. I got to give an account in the judgment. We got to give an account in the judgment. We better mind. We better mind. We better mind. Our Heavenly Father, we beseech Thee today, strengthen our faith. Help us in this broadcast to bring joy and comfort and hope to everyone who hears. This we ask in Christ's name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, 
sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Del Delker has chosen for this program sets forth the joy to be found in a personal fellowship with Jesus. I walk with the King. In sorrow I wandered, my spirit oppressed, but now I am happy, securely I rest. From morning till King, pray. 
Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, the faith of a devil. Dr. Graham Scroggy of Edinburgh, Scotland, was once speaking to a large religious gathering on a text found in Psalm 40, verse 7. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Among many other good things, he said that modern destructive criticism tells us that Genesis is a myth and that the book of Revelation is a mystery unsolvable by man. Then he said, I wonder who it is that inspired such a theory. In response, someone in the audience shouted out, The devil. Quite right, declared Dr. Scroggy, and I will tell you why the devil is so anxious to get rid of these two books, Genesis and Revelation. It's this, because in Genesis the devil's sentence is declared, and in Revelation it is executed. No wonder the devil hates the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation and, of course, all the rest of the book in between. Now, does the devil have faith? Does the devil have a religion? I remember when I first heard someone speak on the devil's religion, I was surprised. I didn't suppose he had any. It's quite clear, though, from Holy Scripture that the devil does have a faith. And here's the text to prove it, James 2.19. Thou believest that there is one God... Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. There you have it. The devils do have faith. They do believe that there is one God. Now it's written in the most holy scripture that the devil is a liar and a murderer and has been so from the beginning. John eight forty four. But there's one thing of which you cannot accuse the devil. He's no atheist. In this respect, some of his followers are worse than he is, apparently, Many say that there's no God, and others live as though there were no God. That's one thing in which the devil has never wavered. He believes completely and absolutely in the existence of God. The Bible says that he has faith, for the demons or devils believe that there is one God and they tremble. So it's clear that the faith of a devil includes belief in the existence of God. We are told here that the demons or fallen angels believe in the existence of God. And, of course, if they do, the devil himself also believes in God. The Scriptures say that the devil was not always the devil. He was created by God in the beginning as a perfect angel of light. As one of the covering cherubs right by the throne of God, he was associated with all the holy host of heaven. We read this in the 28th chapter of Ezekiel and the 14th of Isaiah. He was perfect in all his ways until iniquity or sin was found in him. As a result of his rebellion, he was cast out of heaven and led with him many of the heavenly host. 
The word Satan means adversary. In the Bible, he is given between 30 and 40 names. As the prince and so-called god of this world, he perverts the scripture, opposes God's work, hinders the gospel, works lying wonders, even appearing as an angel of light, as we read in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, In the twelfth chapter of the book of Revelation, he is called the accuser of the brethren. One of the sure signs of the devil's work is the spirit of accusation, malicious fault-finding. Remember this, he could not rebel against God if God did not exist. He could not be the adversary of God if there were no God. He could not hate nothing. Therefore, being a hater of God, he must believe in God. So the first great dogma in the faith of a devil is belief in the existence of God. You and I have the same belief, but that belief alone will not save us. The devil himself has it. No one, neither the devil nor the atheist, can get away from God in this universe. Robert Ingersoll denied the inspiration of the Bible and called himself an agnostic, and of course he was an infidel, and some people think he was even an atheist. It is reported that he began one of his addresses with the words, I thank God that I'm an atheist. Why would he be thanking God if there were no God? It seems that even atheists at times cannot get away from God in their thoughts. It is written in the Bible in Psalm 139, 7, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Friends, you might as well believe in God. You cannot get away from him. Even the heavens declare his existence as does also the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your heart and mine. The universe about us, the heavens above us, the intelligent spirit of man within us, all declare that God exists, and even the devil admits it. But that's only the first great dogma of the devil's religion. What's the next? The devil believes that Jesus is the Son of God. In other words, in the divinity of Christ. We can prove that from the Scripture. After the Savior fasted for forty days in the wilderness, he was physically weak and hungry. Satan appeared to him, possibly as an angel of light, and tempted him or tested him, saying, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Matthew 4, 3. We can almost see him standing there, offering Jesus one of those flattened stones of Palestine, which looks so much like the bread of those days. Just prove that you're the Son of God, he says. You can do it. You have the divine power. You're hungry, are you not? Our Savior didn't surrender to this temptation, but relied on Holy Scripture, as we must do. He said, it is written, that is, it is written in Scripture, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In this case, Satan really admitted that Jesus was the Son of God and challenged him to prove it. In this way, he brought in a negative attitude, an attitude of doubt, we have all read the fifth chapter of Mark, where we find the dramatic story of Jesus and the demoniac of Gadara. This man was under the complete possession of devils. He was a wild man, if there ever was one. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God Most High? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. 
And Jesus said unto him, Come out of him, man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. We remember also that the devils besought Jesus that they might enter into the swine that were feeding nearby. Permission was given. They entered in to the herd, and they ran violently down a steep place and were drowned, all 2,000 of them. What malignant, devilish beings these demons were. But notice, they called Jesus the Son of God. They recognized his authority over them and obeyed him. The faith of a devil, then, includes belief that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is divine. These are two of the great dogmas of the devil's faith, belief in God and belief that Jesus is the Son of God. But there's one more. Listen. The devil also believes that the gospel of Jesus is the way of salvation. That may surprise you, but he believes it. When the apostle Paul and Silas walked the streets of the city of Philippi, a girl possessed with devils followed them day after day, crying out, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. You'll read those words in Acts 16, 17. The apostle didn't wish the truth to be advertised by a devil, so he commanded the evil demons to depart, and they obeyed. So here we have the faith of a devil in its three greatest demonstrations. First, a devil believes in the existence of God. Two, he believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Three, he believes that there is salvation in the gospel of Christ. And that's more than some people believe who may be listening to this broadcast today. But notice, the devil believes these things and is still a devil. You may believe these three great truths and still be lost because you have no actual conviction concerning them. Why isn't the devil saved if he believes in these things? Because his faith is not a saving faith. Why is it not a saving faith? Why does the devil merely tremble when he considers that there's a God, that Jesus is the Savior of the world, that the gospel is the way of salvation? Why? The devil knows that the scripture is true. He quoted it even when contending with Jesus himself. The devil believes in the judgment day, as those devils did who said to Jesus, Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Matthew eight twenty nine. No wonder the devil trembles. But why isn't he converted? Why isn't he saved if he has faith in these three great truths that we have mentioned? Well, for the same reason that you and I are not saved unless we have more faith than he had. We must have a saving faith, a faith that opens the heart to accept all that God has for us. In other words, a willing obedience to God and to all his truth, a surrender of the soul to him, a repentance for sin, and a glorification of Jesus as Lord and Savior in our own hearts. There's many a man today who believes that the law of the land exists, but he doesn't like it. He doesn't surrender to it. He fears it because he is continually breaking it. On the other hand, the upright citizen looks upon it in a different way. It's his protection, and he appeals to it when he is wronged. It's only when the will is surrendered to God that he really becomes our God, our Heavenly Father. Satan is in rebellion against God. He resists. He fights God. He does all he can to destroy the kingdom of God. 
Was it not Jesus himself who said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Luke six forty six. So the devil does not have an obedient heart. Secondly, the devil does not repent. There is no repentance in his faith. Until repentance accompanies your faith and mine, it will do us no good whatever. We shall be lost and lost forever if we do not repent. Jesus said, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Luke 13, 5. Repent and be converted. Acts 3, 19. Repent and be baptized. Acts 2, 38. Repentance means to be sorry for sin, to be sorry for the sin itself, to be sorry enough to stop sinning, to be sorry that we have broken the heart of God, that we have injured his holy name, to be sorry for the trouble we have brought to others, to reform our lives, turning away from evil and toward the good. That's true repentance. In the third place, there is no love in the devil's faith. He hates God. Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbors thyself. Luke ten twenty seven. Our love to God is in response to his. Herein is love, said the Apostle John. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. 1 John 4, 10. So there you have it. The faith of the devil is threefold. He believes in God, and Jesus is the Son of God, and salvation through the gospel. Yet he's lost, lost forever, because he will not obey God's word, he will not repent, he doesn't love God. And friends, we may have all these three great doctrines in our minds, but if we do not love the Lord and trust in Jesus for salvation through his atoning sacrifice, and love him with all our hearts, we're just as lost as the devil himself. Any man who walks in his own way and thinks that he can find salvation by his mere human will and works has nothing more nor less than the faith of a devil. What he needs is the faith of Jesus. Revelation fourteen twelve. Therefore, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Hebrews eleven six. Real faith. Do we diligently seek the Lord? Do we believe these great truths? We do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But have we committed ourselves to God as unto a faithful creator? Do we trust in Jesus for salvation? Have we yielded our will to him? Have we given our love to him from an undivided heart? If so, we are the children of God. We have more than the mere faith of a devil. It is not for us, then, to believe and tremble, but to believe and rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory.
This is Orville Iverson reminding you that the Christ who stilled the tempest on the Sea of Galilee can still the tempest in our lives today. So let us keep looking up, ever going forward in faith. And now here with the final word is H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Radio friends, just a word before our closing prayer. The voice of prophecy appreciates more than we can tell you in these few words, your letters. Thousands and thousands of letters come to the voice of prophecy, but we need thousands and thousands more. There are many thousands of you who've listened to us for months, maybe for years, but you've never written a letter. We would like to receive your letter. The voice of prophecy would know you better and would feel that you were one of us a little more intimately if we could see your letter. So remember, we'd like to hear from you. The Voice of Prophecy, Box 55, Los Angeles, California. And now we say, have faith in God. No devil's faith, we must. Have faith in God. His will is right and just. Have faith in God. In love and rest and trust. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope that our broadcast has brought blessing to you today and that you will listen in again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. And now we say to one and all, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.